Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Stop Fracker, I'm your host Mahad, and we're here to review the Monaco GP. Um, an exciting one, comparable to other ones. Uh, a lot of controversy, extremely long. Um, but I'm here to break it all down for our audience. Um, and today I'm with Ants. Ants, how are we doing, brother? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. We're in a good place. Summer, summer's around the corner, you know. We've got the bank holiday coming up. Feeling uh feeling positive. No F one next weekend, I don't think. So you know, less pain. And uh, yeah, all good, man. Yeah, the, I think that's the common theme with F one for a couple of people uh, on the cast. It's just pain every week. Man's looking forward to breaks. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm joined by Marts. Marts, it's been a while, brother. We ain't seen you since the the Don Robbie cooking. <laughs> yeah, I know, bro. He's still cooking me. Still, Jesus Christ. <laughs> But how you doing, bad, brother? Man. I'm not too bad, man. You know, summer's here, so almost here, so you're about to lose all that money, in it. So let's go. Yeah, we'll give you your opportunity to speak on a certain Total War for Mercedes today. Uh, give us your thoughts over the last couple of months. Um, Chris, how are we doing, brother? Another P5, another top five finish. We move. I'm down bad because of you know other circumstances but my driver got a top five finish i'm good i'm good and you're oh, we're gonna talk about that one. we're gonna talk about that one isn't it we've got to talk about no, that no, no. Uh, we're gonna talk about a certain individual today and we're gonna question chris about it but um we're gonna get into it first first of all obviously monaco grand prix you know what it's about it's all about qualifying and charles leclerc sticks it on pole position and um, you think it's all glitters and gold for Charles Leclerc and Ferrari this weekend. They looked like they were the fastest car. Sainz was fast. Um, they looked like they had the edge over uh, Red Bull all weekend. But uh, Ants, I'm going to come to you first. Um, what did you think um, of the qualifying session and uh, what went down? I think we lost Ants. All right, Mars. What did you think of the qualifying session? <laughs> We've had a good start to the pod so far. You're on mute, Mars. Look, they, listen, we're all scrambled, oh, man. Wow, Fred. Bro, first, first couple weeks, first couple, first time back in it. Just got to get used to everything again. Um, nah, um, quality was right. It was right. I suppose um, not much. Exp- I suppose it was ha- whatever was happening happened. That's why I, I, I don't even know what happened, man. It was just Leclerc did his thing. I can't, you can't Le, Le, Leclerc did his thing, but it ended in a certain circumstance. Yeah, as I it mean, always does. A bit. There's a few dodgy things that happened um, in terms of another someone binning it again. 
certain old man that shouldn't be here. Don't understand how he binned it, why he binned it. You're not going for a top. I, I can understand, yeah, if you're trying to like do shithousery, yeah, and you're trying to get pole and you want to bin it. That's all good. But this guy just binned it for no reason. And yeah, you, we could talk about the other two, the other guy who been who binned it as well on their fast lap. Um, but he at least had an overall good weekend, didn't it? This other guy, he's just been a menace all weekend, and I genuinely just do not like him, bro. Do not like him. For our listeners, he's referring to Fernando Alonso. I know you don't even like to say his name, don't you? Nah, you know, you know that you know how Skip used to um, address Quiet as num- uh, number two. <laughs> what are you gonna call it, number fourteen from now on? <laughs> Bro, number 14, that's his No, name. no, 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 no. That's Thierry Henry's number. He's just <laughs> that, that Spanish guy, bro. The Spanish guy. The, the Spanish OAP, bro. The Spanish OAP, bro. Um, so, yeah, just to break it down, um, all good and well, uh, Q1, Q2. You know what, a lot no, of sorry, can, we, can, can I just comment? He binned it, yeah, when it didn't even matter as well. Like, it was literally um, Checo and um, Sainz already had their little crash. And this guy went and binned it for no reason, for no reason at all, bro. He's a, can you just can we just get him out of the sport, bro? Go look after no, your no, kids. No, no. No, yeah, man, look after yeah, your kids, yeah. bro. He's, he's on the list of people that need to get out of the sport after this season, man. I, I'm, I'm, how, how long? How long is this list, guys? Because it, it's added every day. There's people that are Alonso. way, way, way like terrible drivers <laughs> compared to Alonso. Listen, no, Alonso, no. Ricardo, um, Vettel. Vettel, those uh, three. Listen, the young youths, I can, I can, I can stand them, and Latifi as well. But that goes without saying. Yeah. But them four, them four man, them man need to leave the sport, really and truly. All right, all right. They're, they're you're, you're, you're aware that Alonso qualified in the top ten, right? Yeah, he so was in Vettel, I don't care. No, no, no. <laughs> and so did Vettel. Vettel put in a, a, a good lap. He put in a great lap actually for that. Did he? Did he? Did they upgrade his car this weekend? Or I don't know, but I think, the they, old I think they get. They're getting used. No, no, it's the same like Fugazi Red Bull, but uh, I think they're getting used to it. Right, can you remember? Only Lance had the Fugazi Red Bull last weekend. No, no, he didn't. Both, both, both of them had it. Both of them had it. Did it? I thought yeah, it was man. just him. I thought no, it was both. just Lawrence. Bro, they did a full rebooting because both cars. That's why people were pissed. But at least they're getting used to the car. Um, I think my highlight of qualifying was a Stroll going out Q one and screaming, absolute pain. Hey, listen, listen. I think I think he got compromised at some point during his run because uh, and your boy's your boy's dead as well, bro. He wasn't he wasn't able to you know put the lap together. You see, you two, yeah, you two have some. You got, you 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 done well with one stock, but the other two, the other your other stocks, they're sending you guys into a recession, bro. No no progress, bro. Just back to back losses each quarter. They're sending into a recession. Market's crashing. Joe Stock is just saving you guys. It was a, it was a, it was a tough weekend for Stroll still, but um, he'll, but he'll bounce back. He'll bounce back. He's got he's got a lot of passion, so that's what I love. Do you know what the funny thing is about Stroll's lap? Stroll got Stroll, Gasly, Fairman got shagged by Yuki clipping the wall, and then the the guy just slapping the red flag out because Fairman won good laps here, and then once once Yuki hit the wall, and the guy spread the red flag. Literally two seconds later, Gasly crossed the line. Yeah, lap cancelled. Then he's out of Q1. It was insane. Yeah, Gasly, Gasly got shafted a little bit still. Gasly got shafted. I think the traffic situation's a bit peak. Um, sorry for any listeners uh, if your ears are burst. Uh, Chris's mic is moving a bit mad. Okay. Um, but hopefully you get that sorted out. 
Um, it's a lot of technical issues with this pod already, so apologies, guys. But we're trying to get that content out here, you know what I mean? Um, we saw in qualifying, Charles was just on it. Charles was just on it. I think he was, in terms of just putting that one lap together, he's one of the best on the grid. And you could see that he was clear miles away. And I don't think anybody would have beaten that time, even on the second runs. Um, I think he was about to probably go like half a second up or something like that. It's like crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. I think he's finally the clock had to go around his ends. Yeah, man. It's like... Him and, and he, he, you know what? Checo as well, man. Him and Checo were just going at it. Like they're constantly, at one point, they had what, the same time? I think it was yeah. Q2 yeah. at the same time. And it was just like, no, I think it was with science. He had the exact same time with science. Is it, oh, it, it was science. For, for yeah. Checker, is it is it like a street circuit thing? Because he was cooking in Jeddah. Now we're in Monaco. He's one in Baku. Like I don't know. I, is it is it more than is it more than just that? I don't know. Like, how do you what do you what do you reckon as a as a resident stockholder in uh, Sergio Perez? I, I'm the only person left that holds Checker stocks in Pitstop Racker. I generally think it's, it's his uh, kind of driving style. I think he's. Um, a lot more, I don't know, it's, it's weird, but when it comes to street circuits, he's a lot more brave. The guy's dressed, especially when you're getting exits out of these sharp corners, he, he's putting his forward foot down straight away. It's like, it's, it's like a no fear thing. Um, that's why he kind of like prospers in these street circuits at this moment in time. And he was cooking Max every practice session, every quality session, he was dealing with him. So, now that there's a little bit of an even footing in terms of the car, because obviously he came to a situation last year where that's Max's car. It's not his car. It was developed by Max. And now it's a kind of a joint effort kind of thing. This car kind of suits him a bit more. And he was really pulling out all the stops, man, uh, apart from that last little issue where he uh, crashed it in a weird place just on the entry of the tunnel uh, in Monaco. Um, Marks, what did you think of that crash? Did we see it? I'm be honest, seriously, DB, you see it, bro. These directors are actually dumb. Oh, these directors are horrible. <laughs> they were horrible. I remember it, it was funny because like Leclerc was on his pole, he was about to go triple five from Leclerc. And then as Leclerc was going away in the tunnel, we just see Perez just sideways just for like half a second through four yeah. years. And then all I see is a Red Bull sideways. I was like, huh? What's this? I thought it was Max was like, what's going on there? But yeah, it's weird. No, this, we're having these strange. I don't, know, I don't know, like, I mean, it, we'll, we'll get to mix crash a little bit later, like uh, Perez and, like, signs. you're having these strange crashes where they just kind of, like, it seems very innocuous, but then the car will just let go on them. So I don't, I don't, I don't really know what the, what the issue is there. But, um, yeah. I, I think as we go around the, the calendar, these guys are going to get used to these cars, but for now, I don't think they understand what the car's going to do. And I feel like they can't see as well. The wheels they can't like, see, they can't they see. They can't see. Like I remember watching one of Alonso's um, helmet cams, and like when you're looking over the tires, like you could barely see over the tires. It's just it's really low, like, and the tires are high. I think if they had last year's tires, like the 13 inch ones, it's fine, isn't it? Yeah, I, like I think I saw an interview with Mick Schumacher, and he was just saying you can't see certain corners, you have to just guess like mm. when you're going around because it's that high up. And then they was watching uh, the Michael Schumacher lap. Um, from 2012 with the Mercedes and he was like yo these guys can see everything just because of how those cars was constructed so these type of circuits boy actually I actually wanted to have a discussion about this actually uh, so Monaco this could possibly be the last year Monaco they haven't agreed a contract for next year yet so firstly I'm going to come to you Chris what do you think of this track do you think it should be renewed or do you think it's got to go 
it needs to stay. We need we need heritage tracks. We need a European um, jewel in the crown. So you know how we have Las Vegas and Miami, then Abu Dhabi in um, in the other side of the world. Right now, we need that um, European crown. That's Monaco. That's where the footballers come out. All the European stars come out. This is our sort of spot. And I think the bigger issue, not the track, the bigger issue is the cars. These cars are too big. We need smaller cars again. Once we have smaller cars, racing is possible because there's a bit more space. We see in the F2 and all the other races, they can at least try a move. These cars are just way too wide. And you're just here waiting to force someone to make a mistake. So, Monaco's all right, but like we we do need it just in heritage heritage purposes only. Yeah, uh, yeah, I kind of agree. I think sometimes we need tracks that are different. Um, obviously, for racing, this track is not it. But your ants, what do you think uh, about Monaco? Do you think it should stay or go? Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just the direction that F1 cars are going in. They just need to reverse it, go back to like the smaller, lighter cars that are proper nimble. Um, and like until until we get to that stage, then Monaco is just going to be a little bit of a procession. And like, obviously, we'll, we'll get to what happened at the start very shortly. But like the weather can play a big part in making an entertaining race, and it just it just didn't really unfold that way today, in my opinion. Um, so like F1. Took a bit of an L there. Like they could have, it could have been a really, really good Monaco Grand Prix, but it was just like, I mean, like towards the end when um, like the top four were just closing together, like they 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 were like thirty laps just running top and tail, and we knew that nothing was going to happen, or at least that I knew. So I don't know. Man. Yeah, but that, these, car, these cars are boats, man. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. They belong in the, the marina, man. <laughs> they belong in the marina. Honestly, um, uh, Max, what do you think? Should it go? Should it go? Should it stay? Uh, it's Should it renew the contract? Listen, Monaco's not going nowhere. It makes them too much money at the end of the day, bruv. <clears throat> it's gonna. It makes them way too much money. Like the amount of stars that come in, the events that happen around it. As Chris said, it's the jewel. It's the crown jewel in the European calendar, isn't it? So, and it's a crown jewel of F one. No matter what race they want to bring in. It's nothing's gonna beat Monaco. That Monaco goes hand in hand with Ferrari and F1. Like those things all together, they're kind of like the holy trinity of um, F1. So it's not going. But I think Ross Braun. I remember reading, watching an interview with him, and they were talking about the new regs coming up, and they were like, they really want to make the car smaller. Like that's really why they're pushing this engine as well. Like the new engine changes to make the cars smaller, so you don't have to have so much processions because at some point it doesn't matter if it's just Monaco that those cars are going to outgrow every track like they basically are outgrow Monaco now they've outgrown the Hungaro ring they're going to outgrow like what Barcelona's pretty soon as well you're just going to keep on finding it and it's just going to get at some point it's going to outgrow Silverstone you're like what we're going to do here so you have to make the cars smaller I think everyone's right it's not about the actual track itself the track is for skilled drivers, and if you're not a skilled driver, then you could get out of the sport, if you, and that's it, really. Uh, it's the it's the ultimate test of skill, to be fair, and I think the drivers say they love it as well. So when we're talking about, uh, I thought I saw, I, thought I, saw all, I saw an interview with Lewis Hamilton, and he's like, "This is the track, man. This is the track people yeah. look forward to." Man. They, they, asked, they, were asking, anyway. they were asking them all that. Oh, should Monaco continue? And they, everyone's like, "Why would you want to get rid of Monaco? No, nothing." Like, 
when a driver wins Monaco, it's better than most things except their home race, basically. Like, you remember how Danny celebrated when Lewis won it for his first time in what, 2008, how he celebrated outside your home race. It's like the best race you can win. So, yeah, like, it, it has to stay. And I know people are going to be like, oh, no, it's, it's a procession. But you know what? It is where it is, man. For the drivers, I think, uh, for the drivers, they say it's the one that gives them the most adrenaline when they're driving around. They're shook when they're driving around. And that's the kind of things that we need in Formula One. You know what I'm saying? Like, something that actually challenges these drivers instead of a track that doesn't challenge them at all. Like, what they're doing, they're doing secure, secure uh, outer circuit. Just driving around in a circle. Come on, man. Let's be serious, man. I've seen the Las Vegas track. It's not looking too peaky right now. But we'll see how it works out um, uh, when it actually comes across. But yeah, uh, just to kind of round up, Charles Leclerc and Paul, it was looking all rosy. He led in all the practice sessions. Um, fast, uh, actually, actually, he led practice one, practice two, uh, Perez practice three. But it looked like he was really, really on it. And that quality lap, um, the one that got red flagged, that could have been a Hall of Famer lap, but it got red flagged. So um, he looked really, really on it. But let's go to the race. Now, let's talk about the FIA. The FIA have not been in the good books for a while under the Massey regime and whatever regime this is now. So, uh, forecasts of rain for the race since Tuesday. They knew it was going to rain. It was 80% chance of rain on Tuesday in in Monte Carlo. So, they were aware that the rain was coming. Um Normal two o'clock uh, start in the UK GMT. Um, spits of rain while uh, Martin Brundle's doing his grid walk. And they decide to delay the start of the race. Um, to me, that's a baffling decision. I don't know what the FIA are thinking. Um, I'm going to come to you first, Ants. What do you think of that decision to delay the race, first of all? Did it even make any sense? Listen, this, this is an FIA cooking podcast. Like, we're like, this 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 stuff cannot go long go on any longer because like the sport is becoming like the things that make the sport like bearable and enjoyable are just being taken away. Like forget forget the fact that it was gonna it was gonna rain since Tuesday. You knew it was gonna rain. Okay, so you know it's gonna rain. Cool. But like the FIA, your job is not to read the weather the weather monitor or the the dash. Do you know what I mean? And see oh what's the forecast? Is there is there rain coming in ten minutes? That's the team's job because they're the ones out there putting the cars round trying to like make up positions and all that. The FIA's job is just there to start the race, focus on safety things, work out when they need to put a safety car out, red flag out, and then there. So like, but there was kind of two elements at the start. There was like when they initially delayed the start and then suspended the start after that. Both of them didn't make sense because um, if you if you start the race and the rain gets heavier, you can then put out a safety car or red flag. So, I mean, I. It, it, like, do you know what I mean? Like, what, is, what else is there to say? And we kind of lost out on like that initial phase of people being unsure on what, what tyres to start on, uh, what strategy to go with. And we probably would have seen a little bit of chaos, which actually would have been exciting um, and made for a good Monaco Grand Prix. But yeah, denied it because the FIA want to do do this or that, run their agendas. So yeah, man, not happy. We got, we got. I've got a list of things that we need to talk about with FIA just, just today alone, because these guys are moving crazy. I don't know who the, the race director was. What 
was it Eduardo Freitas? Yeah, Eduardo Freitas. That's what I was about to say. Yeah, Just checking out the name now. Like, honestly, whoever this guy is, he needs to answer for his crimes. And this is why, although the FIA radio was like, it was it was kind of shocking in the sense that like Red Bull were just out here on the radio dead and madness. I'm Mercedes as well, to be fair. But at least you could hear, you could actually hear, okay, these guys are actually just incompetent. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> whereas now, whereas now we don't hear anything. We're like, are these guys incompetent? Are they are they are they frauds? Are they like like what what is their thinking here? We don't we don't know. What we just see is like the absolute Trash. Well, Crofty at one point was like, why isn't he on the track checking the track? Like, why, why is this commentator all now I haven't seen his face? All now I haven't seen his face. I, I think they showed him at one point where he's holding a brolly or something. I don't know if it was him, but there was one point they were showing someone in FIA holding a brolly checking the track. But it was like, well, two hours after the race started, bro. Like, like, he's, a, he's a nobody, man. Like, no, let, let's be honest right now, yeah? In all seriousness, you made a good point, Ants, about uh, people um, messing up strategy and stuff like that. Uh, uh, them not giving us the opportunity of people messing up strategy. Uh, if they started on time, yeah, it was still spitting. The heavy rain started to come in at that like, 20 past. So that's 20 minutes into a race. So if you check what people's tyres were when they were on the grid, yeah, both Ferraris on the front row and two Red Bulls, they were on mediums. Yeah, Norris and Russell behind him are on intermediates. If that race started, Norris win. and then man went into it, these men are cooking. They, 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 that howler Red Bull and Ferrari would have had. Leclerc would have put it in the barrier. Leclerc would have put it in the barriers at like Sand the Vols. Like, it just locked up straight into the barrier. Signs probably would have followed him in. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, you can't you can't be on mediums on a track which is starting to rain. Like, that's just suicide. So they made that decision at that time. They were on the tracks with mediums. If they did it like a normal race and started, they would have started on mediums. Or if they went round the track on the formation, like they would have to pit. Red Bull and Ferrari said, Red Bull and Ferrari realised they, what they did and they were like, no, nah, we can't let this run. Yeah. They told, they're, like, they're like, they made the phone call and said, listen, we can't let this run. We've got to change the tyres. Well, when, when it happens to Lewis Hamilton, then it's just, do you know what I mean? They're like, oh yeah, start the race. And then he's out in the race by himself. You can't. I swear, there's a rule where you can't change your tires after you, a certain amount of time. So no, so you can't. Were, once it's on the grid, you can't change your tires in it. So once they send it out the garage and it goes round and it's lined up, they can't change the tires unless there's that unless it's severe weather or something. So, well, yeah, I mean, the only the only teams the only teams that put intermediates on when they went on the grid were McLaren, and Mercedes, McLaren Mercedes, and Vettel. That man would have been eating. And that that's that, that, the race on time. That's the whole point. Like there's there's a risk element to whether do you make the right decision, do you not make the right decision? Like if you just like let like oh let's wait for the rain to come and everyone start on wets, like you take away the element of winners and losers from the weather. Do you know what I mean? And it's just very artificial. So rolling start as well. They were talking about they were talking about safety. It's not a safety issue. If you want to be an idiot and start on mediums, be an idiot and start on mediums. That's your own default. That's your own fault, You made your choices. Everybody can see the weather forecast. Everybody can see the weather forecast. Everybody can see the rain dropping. You make a decision as a team. Okay, what we're gonna do here? Yeah, the fact that uh, Ferrari and Red Bull were gonna possibly just literally drop out of points if they started that race on the grid as a normal time. They would have. They would have. They would have had to pit in like five or six laps, probably, if I recall, because the rain got slowly, slowly heavier. 
And then there was a terrific- by, by fifty by two fifteen, it was chucking it on. Yeah. So they they probably would have they probably would have boxed for inters, come out in like P twelve, P thirteen, chilling with like Lance Stroll. Imagine like Verstappen struggling behind Lance Stroll. The, all the day, all the dangers of just coming out in the mid pack, and then the torrential downfall comes, and they probably have to box again for wets, and then do you know what I mean? Maybe lose more position. So yeah, we, we, we were denied, man. We were denied a great start to the race. Okay, so is this a situation where? The FIA have seen what happened in Spa and just decided we are not going to ever let these drivers drive in the rain anymore because, like, we saw what happened. They went around for a couple laps um, under the, behind the safety car and then they decided to red flag the race because it started jucking it down a bit too hard. Um, they were going to then start under with wet, with wet tyres and then they said... Oh no, we're gonna wait for the rain to pass a little bit and then uh we'll start the race in wet tires. What's the point of these wet tires? Uh if you can't drive when it's trucking it down. If you like why can't you do a standing start on wet tires? Like what what's what's wrong with that? Yeah, it's wet. Yeah, there's an inherent risk because there's standing maybe water on track. There there's there's gonna be standing water on track because the wet tires are designed to clear that standing water to an extent. Obviously, if it gets too much, then yeah, you can you can think about putting a safety car out, but like if we're just gonna as it's soon as it's hot, yeah, yeah, go ahead. It's because they know they got drivers like Latifi, Stroll, Schumacher out there. They can't they can't trust them, man, to do anything, bro. <laughs> like, that's, that's 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 how it goes, man. We need to expose these guys. Like, yeah, it's raining. You can't have it just all dry. Do you know what I mean? Conditions every time. Look, Latifi even bit, almost binned it under the safety car, guys. Oh my god, guys! And and stroll, and stroll. Oh, you, you didn't. Uh, he was struggling with front tire temperatures. Obviously, like he had to. Struggle. No, no. Why are you making those excuses? Come on, brother. Come on, man. What's going on here? Come on, <laughs> Anstro. Listen, Listen the teeth is funny though. But he's like. The car doesn't even turn. <laughs> yeah, he, pretend, he pretends like he doesn't know. He always blames the car. I'm like, bro, come on, man. Be serious, man. It's the, slow, it's the slowest corner in F1. Yeah. What are you doing? If, when, that, when that happened, that reminded me of when I went to the when I broke my my iPhone and I went to the Apple store and it asked me how it happened and I said it just did it itself, hoping they'll give it to me for free. Like this guy's <laughs> a ghastly donut, bro. Oh man. Honestly, I, I don't think we, we have to stop babying these drivers, man. I've seen monsoon drive. Are we ever gonna get a, a Germany 2019 anymore? Are we ever gonna get a Brazil 2016? Are we gonna get any of those races any again? Fuji 2000, was it Fuji 2007, 2000, yeah, 2007, where they, I'm pretty sure it, it. it was chucking it down. Hamilton was P1, and then there's just this, there's like this three minute video of Hamilton like like starting. I think it was, I think it was either a standing start or a rolling start, and he just drove away from Alonso just slowly in the wet, and you could see the natural talent, the ability. Like, what what did we learn from today's race about who's a good wet weather driver? Nothing, man. Nothing. So what's the what's the, do you know what I mean? What's the point? It's just it's it's so annoying, man. This this baby and I cannot believe that they waited. So you, for listeners, they waited until the rain passed for them to go out again, and then they went around a couple of laps just to clear the wetness of the track. So if the rain is falling on the track, they don't want people racing on the track. Is this just like safety gone mad now? Because Bernie would never, bruv. Bernie would never. Listen, Charlie, Charlie wouldn't allow it. What the hell is this? Like, no. it's raining. This is, some, do you know Martin Brundle? Martin Brundle was holding back 
because he wanted to criticize so much. On the why, why doesn't why doesn't he, man? He should let the thing go, man. Speak he, on it. Live no, on no, it. He, he said something. He said, he said, this ain't junior racing. This is Formula One because he's basically saying, Yo, brother, I was driving in monsoons in Monaco, yeah, and they just let us ra- race. Oh, to go have you seen some of the races these man used to drive in? Like, do, do, you, do you know some of the races that Brundle in that like, like early 90s these men were doing? And they weren't, they weren't like, they didn't have that like, the ties that they have now, bro. It's, it's just, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. Yeah. So the FAI's decisions all day were clearly baffling to me. I know, Ants, you, you've noted some of them down. Uh, what, other, what other decisions have baffled you? We had the delaying of the start, suspending the start to wait for the rain to pass, which is just Vegas belief. Then starting behind the safety car on a rolling start, it's like okay, let's let's kill let's kill any hope of uh, anticipation, uh, the, uh, do you know what I mean excitement. Then when Schumacher binned it and it cut to the swimming pool chicane and his car was in half, they were like virtual safety car. I was like. Probably just that's an instant red flag. Like you don't know if this guy's okay. Like last time we saw someone's car in half, it was Roban Grosjean, and we, we know what happened there. And they were like, oh yeah, let's put a virtual safety car for three laps, and then a full safety car for another three laps, and then red flag it after that. Like come on, man, we're just losing race and time. Do you know what I mean? And you could see the barrier was damaged as well. So that's that's another one. I don't know if anyone wants to speak on speak on that. Um, like. Let, let, let's let's talk about Mick's crash and red flag. Let's let's have a let's have a word about this. First of all, yeah, man's car was in half, in it. So if your car is in half and the and the tech barrier is finished, yeah, you have to fix that barrier. You know? That's not going to take two, that's not a two second job. So for you to do a virtual safety car is egregious. Ironically, Mick Schumacher was the same guy that crashed in Saudi last year. When they decided, oh, let's just put a, a, a virtual safety car out, and then Hamilton and Bottas pits, and Verstappen stays out, and then Verstappen gets the lead of the race in Saudi because they red flag it. This is stupidness. Like, what is the point what? of doing this whole? Oh, like, I've noted this. They, they they tend to do it recently as well. It's just safety cars, not even just red flags. Then they'll put a VSC out for three laps or whatever for like half amount of time when they know they need a safety car. Like, come on, man, just. I grew up with red flag just being immediate. If something happens, it's just red flag. Like if something crazy happens, yeah. Yellow flag, I can understand. Like someone's gone straight on Zandavo, uh, and it's just like uh, trying to go back on the track. It's like a minor incident. The yellow flag, I can understand that. If a car is in half, man's gearbox is on the track, man's wing is all over the gaff. Yeah, there's problems there. Like you need to red flag the session straight away. Mick Schumacher. Let's talk about Mick Schumacher. <clears throat> it was a it was a terrible accident. Um, why is it always Mick Schumacher? Karina, come get your son, bruv. <laughs> come get your son. That ain't Michael's child, bruv. That ain't Michael's child. Every Schumacher. week, every session, this guy has been in it. He's a this victim, guy. man. He's a victim, bro. It's crazy. I know Gunter. Gunter just there, like cussing. Gunter died. Uh, 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 talking about Gunter. Look, talking about Gunter. Yeah, uh, I saw. I saw a quote, a spicy quote after the race. Though, um, Gunter Steiner with Mick, we obviously saw what happened. It's not very satisfactory having a big crash again. We need to see how we move forward from here. Ooh. Yeah, he's done. 
he's done, bruv. He's going to Alfa Romeo next year. He's going to Alfa Romeo next year. So, Gunter's had enough. Gunter's like, can you stop destroying my cars, please? Bro, it's so costing us money. It's costing, that is costing them de- money they could be spending on developing the car to make it better. Because this is good. They've got a good start Start with the car, innit? But if you if every race, uh, they have to keep on repairing it because this idiot keeps on crashing it, how are they going to get better? How's the team going to get better? You're there meant to be helping the team get better. You're there as one of the, what, the most, on a future prospect, like a future world champion you've been classed as. And every session, no, he's not even like he's doing it once every, like, every week. He's doing it every session. He binned it in one of the FP sessions. He binned it in, I'm sure he binned it in quality as well. And he's been in it again today. He, he binned it last year, Monaco. Bro, One million dollars. He binned it last week as well. Or, was, or did he just miss out? No, he, he missed remember, out he, he binned it in Saudi. That was crazy. That was crazy. That crash was nuts. Yeah. Like, this guy, if you're doing crash cop, boy, he's crash cop. <laughs> he's crash cop. He's crazy. The Russian kid we don't talk about, yeah? A lot of people used to talk about him and his spins and his... His crashes. I'm telling you, Mick does it a lot more than this guy ever did it. Like he just no self awareness at all, man. Just that he. But he's got a baby face, so everyone allows him. I don't no, get no, it. He's, he's a nice fella. He's a nice fella, but uh, I don't care. I remember, if like, you know, hey, no, no, check this, check that, check this out, check this out. He's a nice fella, yeah. But what I was concerned about was, you know, when it was uh, red flag the first time and everybody was just in the pit lane waiting for the rain to pass. He said on the radio, oh, I've never driven in uh, rain this heavy before. I was like, what? <laughs> what was going on here? No, you can't be saying those things. And he's, he's like giggling. Oh, no, I've driven it. Like I, he was planning to crash outside. Was, I'm like, bro, what are you talking about? Was, man was fully giggling on the radio like like a fairy. I was like, come on, man. Like, this is, what's going on here, bro? This is, this is F1. Uh, okay, check this out. Check this out. Sainz's damage to his car was reportedly yesterday uh, in the qualifying 500 grand's worth of damage. So what the hell is Mick Schumacher's crash? It's two mil. That's 500 it's, grand. It's, it's 1.15, mil, yeah. Two mil, bro. That is millions right there, bro. I mean, the car's in half. They're they, the fucking... The keyboard is sticking out. Gunter's like... Gunter knows he's not making it to the final race, bro. Gunter knows they're not making it to Abu Dhabi. They're not going to have a car out for Abu Dhabi. It's going to get to a point where if he keeps on crashing, they're not going to be able to go to every race. They're going to have maybe one car on the grid. And it'll be Magnussen because... Listen, Magnussen DNF today, but it was understandable. He had a problem with his, was it water cooler or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, and he just was, retired the car. Yeah, so they retired the car. So you've obviously got to deal with that now. And now they've got to go, literally go build a new car. Go, go bro, build crashed, a new car. Bro, they, they crashed the car. And Magnus is walking right next to, like, right, uh, right. You see Magnus' face happens. as well. Magnus' face like this. What's he doing? <laughs> like, for real, like, okay, and... Just mixed performance itself, like um, we're talking still no about... points, still no points. That Mag- still Magnus no is, points. Magnus is eating. Yeah, Magnus Let's is check eating. Formula One. We, 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 and we, he's we, off the street. He's off the street. I keep, I keep, I keep asking Chris, like, when, when's the, when's the, when's, when's it gonna happen? When's he, when's it gonna, when's he gonna explode? He's like, just wait, just wait on it, just wait on it, just wait on it. So I, I, let's see, man. We'll see. Listeners, um, you may not know that um, Chris has had some computer issues and he's had to drop off um, the pod. 
we were going to really question him about this, but uh, he's avoided the. They told the guy to get on his phone and <laughs> use his phone, bro. <laughs> you know, what? I'm messaging him right now, bro. He needs to answer. He needs to answer for mixed mixed crimes, man. Okay, so let, let's look at the driver standards right now. Yeah, we've got Kevin Magnussen, 15 points. Mick Schumacher, Neil Poir, along with uh, Hulkenberg and Latifi. And Hulkenberg hasn't driven since Saudi Arabia. That has, that has is a good car. It's, it's capable. I, I, don't think anybody, I don't think anybody can deny that Hass is a good car. On a good day, it's capable of P6, P5, maybe, if there's a couple of retirements. Maybe you know, the whole situation... Think about it, Antje. The whole, the whole situation with, uh, Leti- uh, with uh, Magnussen and uh, Hamilton that situation in Barcelona on the first lap and stuff like that. The only reason that happened is because Magnussen is qualifying in the top 10 comfy. Yeah, I mean, he was no sticking problems at all. And, and, he, and he was in like, what, P5, P6? And he fancied the move around the outside of Mercedes. I don't think Mick's been, has Mick even seen him? Has Mick seen the Ineos on the back <laughs> of a Mercedes? Like, <laughs> he, he, he ain't been that close, but he ain't, he ain't seen them guys. Yeah. What what let, let me just see the um, the qualifying position because what I really want to know no, yesterday no. is the kind of gap because this ain't this ain't a, uh, a sh- this is the shortest track on the calendar isn't it so yeah. if we, so, what? One, so one, the two time miles. gap the time gap between him and Magnussen shouldn't be too large right you would um, think so if it's more if it's more than three tenths that's that's egregious I can't lie okay so Kevin Magnuson uh, no he was way off but it was more than three tenths one look, one one minute twelve sec- twelve second one okay one twelve nine I don't know why I can't speak right now uh, where is Mick you say one Mick. twelve nine Mick yeah so two tenths okay Mick was two two tenths off okay that's that's all right. <laughs> that's not that bad that's not that bad. this is yeah. not a uh, Joe you know what yeah you know what I realized Mick has. Mick has good quality pace, yeah. He he can get a good qualifying lap out. We've seen it like this week and and um last weekend. But it's the racing, man. Like, where did you learn your racing from? Your sister. What is really going on? I mean, yeah, like, you, no, you look at his family, yeah. They've got two certified racers, two certified guys that's won races. What have you learned from them, bro? What have you learned from them? You've got Vettel there who's meant to be your mentor. What is he telling you, bruv? I mean, he's he's crashing into his mentor, like, just sending it. So, I mean, is he even a good qualifier? Like, what's the what's the qualifying battle? I don't, I don't think it's that. Uh, he's, not, he's, not, he's not beating McLean, no, it's not, it's not, but not, he's getting into no, Q2 not. and Q3 regularly, in it? So, you can't... Know, he's doing what the car's meant to do. Yeah. Like, I certain know. man, certain man, certain man were not getting into Q3, like, with their car, like, Get, sorry, getting out of Q1 with their car. Like Latifi, yeah? Latifi not getting out of Q1 with his car when it can get into Q2. We've seen Albon do it. Yeah. Anyway, man, he needs to, he needs to fix up. That's what I'm uh, saying. Hey, Chris, Chris, come, come ask for your grams. Chris is back. Let's hope... Uh, Chris, let's just check if your mic is okay. Hello, hello. We can hear you clearly. Um, I, I, I want to ask you a question, Chris, yeah? Um, Go on. So, Gomta Steiner said... Uh, with Mick, we obviously saw what happened. It's not very satisfactory to have a big crash like that. We need to see how we move forward from here. What do you think of uh, Gunter Steiner's uh, statement after the race today? It's fair enough. Put it this way. Today, it was Mick's fault. He crashed. He bend it. It's his fault. You see in Barcelona and in Bahrain, where he missed out on points, that's on them and their strategy team, ballsing it up and not pitting, man, when it's time to pit. 
Like, bruv, your boy's gonna be racing for Mahindra next season at Formula E, bro. Fuck, he's good enough. The pace is there. The funny thing is, the gonna be a Jovanazzi, bro. That's who, that's who he's gonna be with. He's gonna be with Jovanazzi no, no. in the hypercars. You yourself, bro. You're the only no, one. No, that's you, your boy, bro. I'm telling you, that's, you, that's your boy. That's your boy. Look, yeah. You see, Mick, yeah. His problem is he just needs to put it together. We need one weekend where just nothing goes wrong. We put He's been here thirty six weekends, bro. What week? What weekend is he gonna do it on? Bro, last year don't count. We know that was a shit box. It doesn't matter. Okay. Where it I, is, I respect bro. it. I respect it. Last year he was never gonna score points. We admit that much. So that's that's, that's fair. You weren't gonna score points, but at least look good. He didn't he look did. good either. He put, he put he in Q two in Turkey when it was wet. He put he in Q two in Turkey when it was wet. Yeah, because that's, that's Ricardo's a bum, man. Ricardo's a bum, that's all, man. Bro, I'm not gonna lie. Ricardo was bumming out that weekend. Bro. Ricardo got his one race with I said, I'm, I'm done, I'm done for the season, man. That was it. Bro, I'm done for his career, man. <laughs> so, 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 um, isn't this, I think it's gonna cost him his seat, bro. No. Do you want this, the this crashing? This costing him uh, gone to too much Listen. money. He's gonna get stressed out, bro. No, no. Gene Hass looks like he's about to have a heart attack every time he's on the grid, bro. Mick can just lend him a ten million easy. Don't worry, <laughs> fine. The pop, the problem. Aye, is, fam. Yeah. This is yeah. Listen, yeah. Mick wants to see his money when he wakes up. You know, bro, you don't Mick want to see that. He have to pay ten million. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, Hashtag keep fighting, man. The problem that yeah that we have yeah. It's like even in this race, he goes and pits in early for inters. You have good pace, then he's stuck behind Albon. Albon cuts the corner, yeah, doesn't give up the position, and then they have another little incident. Then he goes and pits in for the hard tire because he because he has a second incident with Albon, and then he crashes. It's a bit like just like, bro, if other people drive normal, yeah. Because first it was Alonso in Miami cutting corners, then it's Albon cutting corners again. Drive normal, bro. These guys just stop being bozos. Like, oh, no, bro. it's always somebody hey, hey, else. Your guys, excuse, why are you blaming bro? other people? Your drivers are in the bozos. Bro. Take responsibility. Your driver was no, no. doing pirouettes near the swimming pool. Tell me no, why. No, 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 no. no. Put, put this, put it this way. Let's say yeah. You try putting the harbor, bro. Put it this way. You know how Ockham was on nonsense and violence with Lewis today, yeah. And it, and he ruined man's race. It's a similar situation. You know, a man on nonsense, yeah? Album got a five second penalty and then still went and binned it and still, like, they had to retire his car from the race, bro. Yeah, but Lewis got a P8. Yeah, but, yeah, but P8, his, his teammates got P5 and he's P8. Yeah, but his race got ruined, but he still finished the race and scored points. Whereas a certain. Yeah, where's the highest Mick has ever finished? I know it's not a past 10. It's gotta be eleven because you get you get points for that. <laughs> it's eleven. These, you know, I blame the hard strategy team for for those eleven that eleventh place. But yeah, yeah, no, I can't lie. Spain, Spain was egregious from from uh, from half. Bro, they had man on on hard. They told him to hold laps. that, bro. That's what you get. They said that's what you get for crashing all the time. Hold that. So we can't afford to give you. Okay, time. No, okay. Uh, let me let me ask this question before we end on Mick Schumacher. Um. Chris, yeah. When does it get? What point does he need to get points? Because like he need if if it's hungry and it has no points, yeah, he's in very much danger of losing his seat. Okay, put put it this way, he needs to, like he needs to get points. It needs to happen as soon as possible. I won't deny this, but I'm also here watching the race and looking at the pace and going, 
it's not because he's slow, it's more just nonsense. So that's why I have faith. If he was being slow, I will drop stocks. I'm not afraid to drop stocks. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But it doesn't matter, bro. To be an F1 driver, you need to have skill. You need to have confidence. You need to have um, be fast. You need to be able to drive. Mick is only showing one of those things. He's showing he's fast at certain points. Not that he he's not showing that he has skill. He keeps on crashing the car. Wait, 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 wait. He's he he's doing bozo things as well. The only thing he does, the only thing good thing he does is do kiki ups with Vettel in the in the garage. That's it. No, no, no. Wait, wait. Look at the overtake with Yuki in Miami where he went around the outside. That's skill. When he went to move Vettel, he didn't miss the apex. He hit the apex perfectly. Vettel turned in. He hit. Right. He hit the right point. He's got skill. He just needs. To, we just All need right. to get it together. One race. And right. thing your, is, mic, your, your mic's moving mad again. Because oh, and do you know why your mic's moving mad? It's because you're talking shit. Exactly. I'll be, totally, I'll be totally honest with you. He'll get it. The only time he's going to get it right is that when he's in Formula E next year. That's when he's going to well, get it right. Look, I went through this with George Russell, yeah, for how long? Listen. do it again. George listen, Russell was way listen. better. Let's not do this, man. <laughs> this is again, shameless, bro. man. This is shameless, man. George Russell. Bro, Chris, your, your stocks it. are in a deficit, yeah? Your stocks are in a deficit. The only no. thing saving you is George Russell. No, and your, stocks your other stocks are just in a deficit, bro. Ocon stocks are cooking, huh? The, the Ocon stocks are cooking. No, no, not today. Not today. Not today. Not today, today was spooky, but this season I've been eating good on that stock. All right. Yeah, let, let's let's talk we'll, about. We'll uh, move on. We'll move on. We'll move on because uh, let's talk about uh, the star of the show, the star of the show of Monaco, hometown boy. And Ferrari, Charles Leclerc, Dreams and Nightmares, Part Two. Yeah, Charles Leclerc stuck it on pole, fastest all weekend. It should be his weekend, right? Had a great start off the off Wait, the uh, before rolling we start, start. Yeah, before we start, let's give him a round of applause for completing the race. He complete. He's completed the race around his hometown without crashing. Um, Congratulations, Charles Leclerc. You have points in Monaco. Um, he was that literally the only person on the grid that's not finished a race in Monaco. So congratulations for that. Um, started the race on the rolling start. Looked quite comfy. Was gapping um, was gapping signs for a while. Um, and then Ferrari happened. And one thing that I said quite a long time ago, I said it last year, when people kept on telling me, yeah, Charles Cle Charles Leclerc, he could win a championship. Da -da -da -da. I was like, if you think Charles Leclerc is going to win a championship, that means you think Ferrari is going to win a championship. And if you think Ferrari are competent to win a championship in 2022, you've lost your goddamn mind. They're not competent team in terms of their decision and strategy. People thought, like, okay, because in Bahrain, they were on point. I've seen the pit stops, bang, two, two seconds. Quick stops, you know what I mean? Strategy on point, no problems. But we kind of saw last year, the holes in their strategy. We've seen it in the last 10 years and it's come to fruition again. Um, and so I'm going to come to you first. Uh, break down the first type of decision-making where you kind of saw, okay, Ferrari are crumbling there. What's going on there in terms of, or not only signs, but Leclerc. Like, what, what was going on with this decision-making today? Well, I mean, you kind of have, you have one or two key, well, in a wet, in a wet race, that's on a dry track, you just have to decide 
when you change tires. Like that's that's literally it. You can see if you're if you're out of front, which they they were running one and two, I believe, right? They can yeah they can, one two they, comfy. They can they can just run their race. They can let Red Bull box first, and all they have to do is just match it a lap later. And chances are, like the delta in lap time won't be that different. That you'll get like an eight second undercut. Do you know what I mean? And you can come out comfy ahead. The I guess the problem started. Uh, I mean, it was it was interesting because science science was telling them on the radio, "Nah, I'm, I'm not doing inters. I'm just going straight wet to dry." And they were like, "Oh, we think you should pit pit inters." He was like, "No." It's like fair enough. Like, I, I respect that he had the confidence to tell them what to do, and he was probably probably in the right. I think it just didn't quite work out for him because Perez came out ahead of him. Not quite sure how. And then for Leclerc. He boxed for Inters, right? I think was it was it Inters or he just yeah he boxed for Inters first, and yeah. then Max boxed for Inters immediately after him, and then uh, when they finally boxed signs for drives. for, uh, for the dries, they radioed Leclerc at the same time on the same lap and said box box box, and this is when they told him box box box. This is just before the pit lane. Where he has to, where he turned right into the box. And then they told him, no, 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 abort. When he was already there. Yeah. So and, yeah, and and he had to wait behind Sands pretty much. Sands was getting his tires changed when he when he pulled up. It wasn't like a clean double stack. It was just it was just messy. So that that cost him a whole bunch of time. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't really know how you do that. Like, did did Science decide that he had to pick that lap? By himself, or did the team then tell Science to pit and then somehow tell Leclerc to pit on the same? Science, science. This is the difference between uh, Charles and Science. Science from day one, when he got to Ferrari, he said these men don't know what they're doing in terms of strategy, and he's been arguing with them consistently on the radio the whole of 2021. He was arguing with them like, "No, we're going to do this." He was fighting for his life against these strategy people on radio every single time, and he has to literally dictate strategy to them. In a situation as well, when it's going from dry uh, from wet to dry, you're really dependent on the driver in terms of how they feel on the track and what they want to be doing. Science said, yo, I'm going straight wet to dry because I know how this track is drying up. I'm, I'll feel the road. I'm dictating this. So he dictated his uh, strategy, pitted for hards. The fact that he's pitted for hards uh, and when he went out, he, when he, on his outlap, he ran into traffic. So on his outlap, he was just unlucky that Perez came out ahead of him. Um, so that that's an unlucky thing. That's not really a strategy thing, I don't think. The strategy thing is why are you boxing Leclerc? In any, any if you're gonna do the same kind of copy strategy with science, let um, Leclerc just stay out. Yeah, and then box whenever. You you've risked it now because these two, and the whole of Red Bull. Uh, when it comes to strategy, they're on point, and it, when it comes to those type of pit stops, they're gonna deal with it. Yeah. And they ate you, they ate you, ate you. How can you have your driver that's first place and you've put him in fourth place? That's crazy. In Monaco, I, I think I think Leclerc took it quite well. To be fair, like, like he like he, he was probably fuming for the rest of the race. I mean, how can you go from first? Like we've seen people in Monaco go from like first to second with like a fudge pit stop, and they're fuming. Daddy Rick. Still thinking about it to this day, like seven years later, or something like that. And then Leclerc goes from first to fourth, and he's and he's in a championship battle. It's, it's like it's, it's serious. So I, I feel for him. He's probably going to have to rethink his relationship with his like his strategy team 
when it comes to especially uh, where, where the race is. He might just decide. I don't think Leclerc knows about strategy, though, does he? <clears throat> I don't think so. He, yeah. I'm from what? Do you remember that race in Turkey last year when he was in the lead for a bit? Mm. And he kept on going on the radio, like, please tell me what to do. I don't know what to do. Should we pitch? Should we yeah. pass? Da, da, da. That, for me, that's like a fundamental misunderstanding of how strategy works and what could possibly happen. He, I he, 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 fully de- I think he's fully dependent on what they see on the pit wall. Science knows what's going on. And even if Leclerc is a better driver than Science. I think having situational awareness about what's what's going on on the track and what's happening is a really important uh, factor in being a Ferrari driver because I think you don't have the IQ. I said this. You don't have the IQ for it. In Formula One, yeah, Ferrari, yeah, you have to beat your team, you know, because them man don't know what they're doing. Big man team, you have to beat your team because they're gonna set you up in some way, shape, or form. And Leclerc got yeah. science. Science is luck. Science is lucky that if he listened to him initially, you know, basically uh, Perez was the first one to pit. Perez pit for Inzas. If and then they wanted to box science immediately after to cover Perez. Yeah, if he did that, Perez would, uh, science would have ended up in uh, P four. Then what? You've gone. You've took a driver from P two to P four, just because you don't understand that the overcut is crazy on this track. You can't do that. But normally, in, in the undercut, that's crazy on this track. It's normally the for undercut, some... but I think this weekend it was the overcut for some reason. Nah, last season it was the overcut as well. I remember. Remember with Hamilton and Gasly oh. and all that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I did a mad overcut last season. I think. Yeah, Vettel. Yeah, and then we cut the straw in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're on mute, head. Yeah, I was gonna say. Um... So Charles Leclerc, I'm not going to lie, yeah? I put a little bit of blame on him, but you have to put it on this team, man. What are they doing, man? Like, is Bernardo steady in this ship? I don't know. What, do you have confidence in them to be, like, going strategically toe-to-toe with Red Bull this season, Mark? As he said, he's an engineer, bro. He literally just said it. He's an engineer. I don't see what more he's added to that team in terms of being a principal. Like actually running the team, no. I think he's just an engineer. He's he knows what he knows how to do the cars. He knows he likes to be in touch with the cars, but I don't think he's actually ever shown anything in terms of a team principle that how how the team can function. That in in terms of budgeting, he sounds just as lost as um, Mercedes. Not even Mercedes, but he just sounds lost. Like always questioning other teams' budgets and. I feel like if you're a team principal, you shouldn't have to do that. You should be able to know, like, okay, we're going to do this and this. I mean, I understand for everyone, it's going to be different when um, with the how much they're going to be spending on developments and stuff. But you know, you have to bring developments at a certain time. And he has no clue. He has no clue. Like, from all accounts, Ferrari spent pretty much most of their budget already. So, and I, that means partly that's to blame is because of science and him being in it the past three races. But, um, yeah, I just don't. I don't believe in Benotto as a. Um, I think he needs a bit more support in in the team principal area in terms of just getting everything else right and making sure the team's functioning properly. Because these type of things have been happening at Ferrari for how long, and we've been saying this for how long, 
and it's not been addressed. It's the same thing at uh, a certain other team from Germany that are doing the exact same rubbish. So why do these teams not address these issues? It can't be that hard. Yeah, I was going to... It's, it's perplexing still because you can see that Bonotto in terms of the developments towards the car, he's made a, he's made a race winning car, man. He did everything that he said he was going to do when he stepped in in terms of, okay, we're aiming for 2022 and he created something with his team that can win races. But when you get to the top, top end of this racing thing and it's close with another team, you need to be on the ball, man. And I really don't think... Um, I think they're letting... Although Sainz has been letting them down quite a lot, they're going to let that Charles Leclerc down. What, what are your thoughts long-term? How do um, Ferrari recover from this? Uh, let me come to you, Chris. Is Chris, is your mic still working? Let's just check. Hello, hello. Yeah, that's cool. What's your, yeah, what's your thoughts on the long-term later on down the line for Ferrari? I think it's just a case of they need to get... a. A new Ross Braun, because he was the guy in charge of race strategy and pulled all the fingers out for those kind of things back in the day. They need a new one of him in there in charge to be that guy. So Bonotto can focus on the car. He's got that unlock. They need a new Ross Braun guy to be head of strategy and get it right. Until then, it's still going to be really spooky especially if the drivers aren't able to pull it out. Like, if your star Leclerc isn't that guy in that regards, it's going to be spooky because they're going to get it wrong. It's and scary. And they're going to right if they're going to bring Mick into the car because he's going to need all the help he can get. Oh, DL. <laughs> <laughs> it's spicy still. Um, hey, listen, that Mick Leclerc um, team, boy. I'll be, scary hours. Uh, La Haula. That's what we're going to call that one, La Haula. Um, talking about La Haulas, um, Mercedes. So, I don't know if this is a false dawn or not because obviously Spain, Barcelona, on the pod, are oh, they back? We're close. We're back with the top boys, stuff like that. Like, when it came into this race, they were nowhere near in terms of the top top, top guys, in terms of quality pace or anything like that. And I, I don't know whether that's just symbolic of Mercedes because they've not really been good at um, in uh, Monaco. But uh, Ants, what's your thoughts on um, the Mercedes progress from Spain to now? And um, do you think it's going to be a long term issue, or is it just track dependent at this moment in time? In my in my head, they're about three quarters of a second off the pace. And in Spain, I still think that was that was the case in, in like around in quality at least. In the race, they had good race pace. To be fair, like Hamilton, it would have been interesting to see where he would have finished, whether whether he would have been able to fight like the Red Bulls, Ferraris. Um, but yeah, come to Monaco, they obviously suffered from like massive bouncing. I don't think it was necessarily porpoising, but just bouncing in uh, in practice. Probably dialed it out a little bit, but it just didn't look like a very pleasant race car or qualifying car to be in. Like Russell was extracting probably more out of it, and he got what like six, six, seven tenths off off pole. So it's not really then they're not they're not really back. If if you can if you can get until you get a pole position, you're not really back. Like that's my opinion. Like, yeah, if you're if you're six tenths off pole, you're you're in the midfield, brother. Like let's not let's not, not let's not sugarcoat. And remember, Leclerc was going faster as well. 
So whatever time yeah. was set, that's Leclerc's old time. Yeah, so that means you're eight tenths off. Yeah, he had three tenths in his pocket for sure. So that's not sure. On the shortest track, on the shortest track in Formula One. Yeah, and it was kind of said that so for uh, Mercedes are really quick on the short, um, on the sp- uh, slow Those. speed corners. It didn't look like it. Definitely. Whole weekend, uh, uh, they were bouncing off the track. The, the car looked stiff. Like Hamilton fighting for his life in practice sessions. I've never seen that. Like he's fighting oversteer, understeer, and like, what is this car that they've built? Because obviously it was celebration party hour in Spain. Was it premature, Mars? These, these celebrations. Yeah, yeah. I remember seeing it in Barcelona. I was thinking, all right, um, they they look all right this weekend. Um, but I kind of knew it's going to be track dependent. I feel like these things are gonna um, they're going to continue. I think. You can't solve it all after like 10 weeks and just say, oh, yeah, we solved it now and we're going to get onto it. Because, and I think that Mercedes just being indecisive as well. I feel like they don't know whether to fight for the fight, go for at least try fight for constructors if they can't make drivers' championships or if just to focus on third, getting third and development for next year. So I feel like they're just a bit being a bit indecisive at this moment in time. And it just kind of, yeah, just like their strategy team, just just bonkers. That's it, really. I don't really have much to say on Mercedes at this moment in time. Like, I think, Toto yeah. came, Toto said, I've got everyone's got a target on their back. Everybody needs to watch, watch themselves. And the only thing we've been watching is you just making a fool of uh, uh, Lewis Hamilton. So, yeah, I mean, they're, they're not. I mean, they're killing themselves if they think they're in the title fight or they can compete for a championship. Like it's it's over. They just they may as well focus on the on twenty twenty three to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Who's? I think earlier this week, I think James was it James Vowles or something like that said, "Yeah, we have a championship ready car now." And yeah, I was okay. like, "Okay." Yeah, how, about, how, about, how, about, how about how about a position, position first, brother, and then 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 we'll talk about do you know what I mean being in the fight. But yeah, like it's it's a scary hours, and I think. If we talk about Mercedes race just in general, like um, the decision to pit Lewis for Inters and then put him into Ocon's path didn't really make any sense to me instead of just waiting out until we could probably get some dry tyres. It's weird because the, ta- the, pref- the strategy that you would think would be for Lewis Hamilton was given to Russell because Russell, there was no intention of pitting him. And then yeah. he got put, and then he went long, and then went put, got put on odds. So why is that strategy not? Why I don't understand the, the strategy decision there because you've given Russell the long term the strategy that actually gains you a position compared to Hamilton one where you're putting him on inters, knowing that you're gonna have to put him on hards later on down the line, and then with Russell you just you let him go long on the wets, and then second he put him on the hards. And then uh, he was able to overcut uh, Norris because Norris was coming out the pit slow. I feel like I feel like they're giving um, George preferential treatment. Like nah, um, nah, nah. I do. I no. I'm I'm not saying it's wrong or anything. I genuinely think they they're probably just giving George a bit more preferential treatment, letting him just enjoy enjoy the racing basically. Like because if you look at you look at it, all the sensors and all the stuff is on Lewis's car. I feel like Lewis is prepared to work and just say, listen, I want to help 
get this um, get this car back to where it needs to be. And I'm not saying it's anything that they're doing anything wrong or doing anything dodgy, yeah? But they're just allowing George to have fun, to get comfortable within the team. He's been at Williams. He's been in those shit boxes for how long? Just let him at least enjoy racing for the year instead of having to come and struggle. Let okay, him yeah. do the struggle and have the heavy lifting. And then next year, he might fall back into that second driver role, whereas Hamilton right now is just really focused on making sure the car is developing. And that kind of what it sounds like whenever he gives an interview, he's like, well, this is what we're doing. This is what we had, how we're trying to develop it. And we're, we're almost there, but we still got a little way to go. There's certain things that still need to be done. Whereas George is like, he's just happy to be here every time he gives an interview. So yeah, exactly. I'm, not, I, I just, I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying that's what I feel like is happening. To just let George enjoy the racing, get as many points as he can. And then Hamilton, you kind of do the dog work for us in a way. Which I mean is fair. He's a seven-time world champion. And then next year he goes and wins his, his number eight, hopefully. Yeah, I, I uh, hear it. Ants, why do you disagree? Well, I disagree because I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it preferential treatment. I think Lewis is just, he's, he, I mean, he's not like the fact that kind of team leader. He's taken, he's the most experienced driver probably on the grid in terms of like his, his real knowledge. He's just picking up yeah. the burden of, all right, guys, we need to turn this car around. What do we have to yeah. do to turn this car around? I'll run whatever you want me to run. So we can get back to the front as, as fast as possible. Maybe preferential treatment was the wrong words in it. So yeah, but yeah, but that's 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 just because that's who he is. He wants to get the team back. And Russell's yeah, just exactly. out, Russell's out here like, oh yeah, let me get another P five today. Let me get another P five next week. Let Hopefully me get his P forty five soon. So uh, well, well hold, hold on now, hold on now. Bro. I don't think that's gonna happen, brother. Yeah. I think you're in the mud. So I think for me, uh, this, is, this is very much like a 2011 season dynamic between Hamilton and Russell where Barton was kind of cooking in 2011 and Hamilton was just not really not really there but then next season when the cars when the cars working properly then we'll see Hamilton. and I, and I feel like Hamilton's not complaining about it normally if he feels um that a teammate is getting preferential treatment to him he will kind of vocalize it in his interviews like, or he might say the team's doing something. I don't know if he would still do that now. I remember he, he did it with Nico in 2016, but maybe he won't do that now. But as I said, yeah, I just feel like he's happy to pick up the dog work to get the car back to where it needs to be. And Because that's, um, where, he, that's where he wants to be. He, he, yeah. he, I, I don't care about Russell getting P5 and Hamilton getting P8. He probably doesn't. I mean, he might care a little bit because uh, Russell beat him again. But like, what counts is when you're fighting for P1 and P2. Hmm. Fine over P seven. Who's who's going to be P eight this week? Who's going to be P seven this week? Like, like he's he's got seven more times. Lewis doesn't, doesn't even know if he's picking up points most of the time, bro. He's just finishing. He's like, oh, oh, you got like, two points today, Lewis. Oh, yeah. that's nice. Yeah, literally. He, do he, do he, you he, think it's a luck thing though? Do, uh, Ants, do you think it's a bad luck thing, good luck thing? Because we've seen I mean, it yeah, this season now. Like George is eating. I'm quite yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think it's it's going to continue throughout the season. I was like, the 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 luck is is kind of on Georgia's side. But Hamilton's had his fair share of luck in his championship winning seasons as well. And he and he's eating off it. Like there will be virtual safety cars where he would just box and then come out like in like still like 10 seconds in the lead and on fresh tires. So you know what I mean what comes around goes around next season or even I think second half of this season Hamilton will start to cook. He'll probably get a couple wins. I, I my prediction is that Hamilton will win the season and Russell won't win. But we'll see. 
Yeah, I, I think I definitely think uh, that was my prediction at the, end, the beginning of the season that Russell won't get a race win. He'll come close. He'll get like a P2 and a P3, but I don't think he'll get a win. And I think Hamilton's going to be the one. You know, when everything just aligns for Mercedes this this year, that certain race, like kind of like how McLaren was, everything aligned for them at Monza last year. I think Mercedes is going to have one of those races where everything's just going to fit together. Boy, listen. Uh, Actually, this is a good time to talk about Danny Rick. We'll move on from Mercedes. Um, Latifi Award. So Latifi Award is our award that for the driver that had a howler of a weekend. Um, Moss, which driver are you nominated to have a howler of the weekend? Um, ooh, there's a lot this weekend, man. There's a lot. But What did Danny Rick do again? I can't remember. He did something dumb. I remember he thought it was on dumb. He, 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 he binned it in practice, P2. Uh, practice two. Practice uh, but that was, then it turned out that it wasn't his fault. It was the engineer's fault, basically, because they did something to his car. Yeah, but he was and still crapping qualifying. Was with it. Can he go he out crapping qualifying because the car was broken, no? He went out in Q1, didn't it? <clears throat> practice one, he was, right, he was right there, man. He was right with Norris. Mm. Mm-hmm. But the second that car got totaled, He's gone. Uh, you know what? I'm going to give it to Alonso. Yeah. No, you're insane. You're insane. What did Alonso <laughs> do? What did Alonso huh? do? What did Alonso I mean, do? I told you, the guy's a bozo. How do you... Listen, the escape road is literally right there and he literally just drove straight into the wall. No, no. no. Do you know why? Do you know why I'm not having this? Do you know I'm not having this, yeah? The guy, care, the, guy, the guy finished P7, bro. I don't care. The guy finished, and then and then and then the, listen. I missed that part of the race, but the thirty second thing, I, I I came out yeah, and I looked, I, I looked in the timing sheets, and I'm like, hold on, why is it like a why is Lewis on plus fifty and Norris on like plus fourteen? And I look and I see Alonso ahead of him. I'm like, what's going on here? What is he? He, he was, it's he was villain like, activities. <laughs> he was driving. He was legit driving that safety car pace, and he knew like no one's gonna pass me. I make it to the end of the race in P7, we're good. And I respect the shameless. He's, he's 6 0 down. He's, this is what he's resorting to. No, right. Think about it, yeah. He's not taking over uh, Russell. He's not taking over Norris. He said, okay, forget about them, man. There. Let me secure my P7 and just hold up the rest of the grid. Tell me why. He, this is how you know this guy was moving like big brain. This guy slowed down the pace, so there was a 30-second gap between him and Norris. The map looked brazy. The map looked, you know, the track map. It looked crazy what he was doing. They're here. They're on the other side of the track. Think about it. And that's after a safety car restart. Straight away, he slowed down the pace like he was. He was moving like a safety car. Then, all of a sudden, I see on the screen, Fernando Alonso, fastest lap. Are you taking a piss? Brother, you just slowed down the pace 30 seconds and then you slap out a fastest lap. You're going faster than the man in the front of you. He was like, he was like, let me he was like, let me make sure that Ocon has at least four people behind him. Then I'll give him, then I'll just go in 10 laps to give myself plausible deniability to say the team. Oh yeah, I was just doing tire management, you know, I have to make sure my mediums got to the end. These times he was making sure Ocon was not getting any sniff of a point so he could claw his way back in the stand. He's a little rat. This is how you know. It's unlucky for Hamilton because why is Hamilton behind him, man? 
There shouldn't be a situation. Strategy should have had him in front of him because there's no way you're overtaking Fernando Alonso in Monaco. No way. There's he, no chance. He, he knew it. He knew it. Like that, he was just like, "Oh, why is Alonso going slow?" They were like, "Oh, sorry, that's just how it's going." He's like, "Oh, cool." And then, and then you start thinking. You start thinking of, "Oh, what parties are going on tonight? Like, who am I going to see? What, what, what am I going? What am I going to wear after?" Because he was like, the race is done. At that the, point. the race is over. He knew. He knew. The second he saw it, it was Fernando Alonso in front of me. He said, forget about it. I mean, in Monaco. Tried... And the guys, and then he asked on the radio, Hamilton was like, okay, what's the time though, or whatever. And they were like, they didn't want to tell him. They said, like, like, he, they were like, you the know, gone. He was preparing beats in his head to give to Ciara, bruv. That's what Hamilton was doing for the rest of that race, bruv. Yeah, man. All right. I, d- I strongly disagree with that nomination, but um, uh, Ants, Ants, what's your nomination for the Latifi Award? Um, I think it might have to, it might have to be Mick Schumacher, unfortunately. I, d- I do think he's a likable guy, but he's he's just not really racing with the, the heritage of a Schumacher right now. And he binned it. You know what, yeah, so say in my head, I'm going to change it because uh, it, just seeing the name is, just keeps on going around you at the bottom of the screen. And it's really started to annoy me. I have to give it to Latifi, man. <laughs> There's no way you bid it on a safety car. He's excluded from the award, cuz. He's excluded. Remember, we used to exclude Mazepin off the award. We had to exclude Latifi off the award. No, bro. He'd yeah. win every week. Oh, you can't. Then, no, but when you do something special, yeah? Like, when you do something special, you have to give it to him. You bid yeah. it on a safety car. They were telling they were telling him to follow Alex Albon in practice so that he can learn how to drive. That is violation. That's the highest great. level. They, I've the, never heard that in Formula 1, you know. The guy, the guy on the radio said, and you might learn something, smiley face. Might put a smiley face on the next. XX. What's going on here? Bro, oh, I've man. never heard a Formula 1 driver say, a radio guy say to that to a Formula 1 driver. Try yeah, insulting that is. Follow his lines, he might learn something. Are you all right? Yeah, no, I have to give it to him, man. <laughs> even, <laughs> if, even if they said that to Russell to say to follow Hamilton's lines, he might learn something. That's insulting to Russell. Don't do that. That's even I could say that's violation. Don't that's come on, man. Don't do that, man. But look, Latifi beat Joe, so uh, he's he's leaving with something. He's leaving with something today. Listen, finished ahead of Joe, Joe. Joe has a Joe has an F1 career point. Certain drivers can't say that, yeah. <laughs> Latifi's got one. Wait. <laughs> Listen, as I said, certain drivers from Germany, they can't say that. Personally, I'm giving it to Mitch Schumacher. That's my pick of the Latifi Award this weekend. I, whatever people are seeing, I don't see it. I can't lie to you. The Hass is not shit. And the same with... This is my point with Joe, Guan Yu, and uh, Mitch Schumacher. Yeah? You, your cars are not rubbish, bro. You should not be there. You see where Valtteri Bottas and uh, Kevin Magnussen are on the grid? You should be where they are, or at least near them. Joe's getting out qualified by 1.8 seconds. Are you taking the piss? Bottas is putting him in an absolute pack. The and average is that 1.1. These are these are not elite drivers, by the way. They're very good drivers, but they're not elite drivers. So, so where's the where's the standard level? We're talking about Bottas and Kevin Magnussen. They they are F1 drivers. That's what I just called them. They're F1 worthy drivers. 100. percent Have you seen the F2? You're pack getting packed season, by those, man. Have you seen the huh? F2 pack this season, bro? None of them are going to make it, man. None of them are making it. You're, you're losing to Drogovic. Drogovic is running the championship. I've seen Drogovic for the last two years. Please, I don't know what's going on. Down in None of them are making it, bro. I have no idea what's happening, but... That's, that's um, I think one uh, thing I will uh, say... A Piastri ain't got a seat. Boy. Yeah. yeah. One thing I will say is that the whole, the whole um, like, the start procedure being messed up, 
denied us so many Latifi like candidates for Latifi Dior because Mercedes, no, her Ferrari strategy would have been, in fact, Ferrari strategy, Loki should win the award this week. But anyway, um, Mercedes, Mercedes strategy would have been up there. We would have seen people come in for inters, then wets, then go, go to dries, all that kind of stuff. So it's a shame that the strategy teams didn't get exposed as they should have been. Uh, but hey. Yeah, Ferrari strategy team being dependent on if Max or Checo crossed the white line so we could retrospectively get the result change. Yeah, that's a howler. Actually, I'm giving them the I'm giving them the Liberty Award. Ferrari strategy. Like they get, they get massive. They get a massive one. They get a massive Dior. Uh, yeah. I haven't put the logo on the bottom, but they get a massive Dior. They're outright winner on that one. No problem. Uh, driver of the weekend, uh, Marks. Before we go, what's the, who's driving the weekend? Um, give it to Perez, man. Um, I say he's been quality all weekend. Uh, he was quick in practice. He was quick in uh, qualifying in quality. Um, and he did his thing on the day, like, and just drove a race. Just drove a good race, like, and that's all you can ask from him, um, especially after what happened to last week to bounce back like this. Um, yeah, good for, good, good for Checo, and I'm happy for him, to be honest. Hey, listen, he's like, he's only a couple points off to Leclerc now. Uh, he's 15 points off max. They said it, yeah, there was a thing where they said that if he had, if the Red Bull didn't take the win off him last week, he would have been on, I think, 117 points, 117 points, uh, one point behind Max and one point ahead of Leclerc. He's, he's in it. He's in he's it. In it. But um, we'll see how it plays out later. Because I, like, I, I didn't see it, yeah. Did they, did, they give, did they give Checo wonders? Oh, Congratulations, Chico. Uh, messages like, where it's like, they, oh, no, the, the, the radio them, was, yeah. they have to pretend to be happy. <laughs> exactly. I, I don't know, I don't know who his engineer is, yeah, but that guy's got no energy. He's a bozo, fam. He's got P1 no Chico. energy, also. Yeah, that's it. That's P1 Chico. Well done. Um, but then, um, Horner, Horner came with mad energy. I've never seen Helmut Marco that happy. I was like, I was disgusted. I was like, why is this guy smiling so much? What's going on? Helmut Marco was absolutely gassed. Um, but uh, yeah, I overheard a little thing because Checo was speaking to Horner, and I think the Max picked it up, and he, and then Checo said, "I might have signed that contract a bit too early." So it sounds like he's got a contract for next year patterned already now, and they're just waiting to announce it. So whoever was looking for that Red Bull seat next year, yeah, got it, brother. Uh, that's, yeah, that, that's that's Fernando Alonso, by the way. So he's he's out of sport. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's why the uh, McLaren rumors keep on putting up now, isn't it, bro? I, I don't want that to happen. Um, but uh, uh, Ants, um, who's your driver of the weekend? Yeah, I'll, I'll give it. I'll give it to Checo as well. Like the reason why I don't, I don't really have any stocks anymore, really rated like that, is because he's slower than the max and like he just doesn't really have. He ain't got that dog in him. So, but today he showed he showed a little bit of something. He showed a little bit of fight. He had pace. And I like I like that man. I like to see Max Verstappen being matched and being beaten, um, because like you shouldn't have it that easy if you're that because that big of a talent. You shouldn't have it that easy where your teammate is like four, four tenths off you every single race. So yeah, congrats to him. I feel like he's been a lot quicker this year though. Like I feel like he enjoys these cars more than that Max does. I think he's been a lot quicker um, from especially in the past couple of races. He's not that far off Max anymore. 
no, we'll no, no. Like I, I was looking at the time gaps between teammates. I think it's the small one of the smallest gaps. I think it's the second smallest gap between teammates yeah. in terms of just yeah. time delta. So he's he's like basically a tenth on him. Like, I feel I feel like I feel like he's gonna do. Um, he I feel like he's gonna try like try actually fight for the title this year. I don't. He's just gonna ignore Red Bull at some point this year. Just do a Danny Ricardo and just I'm not he's listening gonna do, to you guys. No, no, he's gonna do a, a Weber 2010. Try to do that Fugazi uh, title challenge and then yeah, yeah. fall apart after summer break. Yeah, he needs to. Uh, well, he signed his contract. That's that's good. So um, <laughs> he can at least disobey the team and know that he probably might not get sacked. Listen, uh, them contracts mean nothing in F1, bro. They will rip it up right in your face. They don't care. Hey, listen, <laughs> Baku. Listen. Baku and Perez, he was cooking last year. Oh, so... and they did a slow pit stop. Is that, <laughs> they is that did that slow pit stop. Race? Is that the next race? That's the no, next uh, race. And is it back yeah, next race. race? Yeah, ne yeah, next race. Oh. Baku. Yes, yeah, another street track. Perez, Perez might put it on pole, you know. He's going to cook, man. He's going to cook. Listen, he's going to cook. And that's Red Bull straight last speed. Hey, Ferrari might struggle that race, but we'll see what happens. Um, because them straights are straight in. It's long. Um, yeah, four kilometers straight in it, or something like that. Yeah, it's crazy. That Red Bull went on the street, so they put the the right aero package on. It's crazy, but yeah. Uh, thank you for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week with uh, another pod. Thank you, Mark. Oh, wait, you, we need to we need to address this one thing. Sky never bring back those two bozos at the same time. It's bad PR enough I had to do them once. Yeah, <laughs> bro. All weekend, Jack to hear these two just going at it, just yeah. and it kept. Listen, the championship is between Verstappen and Leclerc. These men ain't talking about Verstappen and Leclerc every minute. Oh, Lewis, this and especially Nico. Oh, I was in the elevator with Lewis this morning, and this is. I don't care, brother. Keep the man's name out your mouth. So, is it we're gonna do the new sign off? Or is it um, Nico Rosberg go away? That new sign off, yeah. Nico Rosberg, fix your YouTube channel, bro. That's what you <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll be at, back next week. Um, bit of housekeeping. Please subscribe to YouTube. If you like this video, click like, subscribe. Uh, give us a five-star review on Spotify and um, Apple Podcasts. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram at pitstopfracker. We'll be back next week with another episode. Peace. Stop paying Sky. <laughs>